You'll never guess what today's gospel reminds me of. It's a cartoon. One of my favorite cartoons, and I like the cartoon version better than the real-life version. It's the cartoon of the Grinch who stole Christmas. You know that one? What I love about that cartoon is at the beginning it talks about the Grinch and his heart. And do you remember? It's very small and hard. He has a stone for a heart. And it is because he has a hard heart that he decides to go down to Whoville and to mess up their Christmas. He thinks they're happy just because they have trees and presents and they sing songs. And so he goes down to Whoville, remember? And he goes into the house while everyone is sleeping, and he takes everything that's Christmas. Trees and decorations and presents. He takes everything. And in one particular house, someone wakes up while he's there. Cindy Lou Who. Remember? And she says to him, what are you doing? And he makes up some answer. And he stuffs everything up the chimney and takes it home to his cave up on the mountain. And he waits. He waits until the next day when they wake up. And they realize that they don't have their trees and their decorations and their presents. And he's sure that he's going to see and hear their misery. But what happens? It doesn't happen the way he thinks it will. In fact, they wake up and they join hands in the center of town like they always do, even though there isn't a wreath or a tree in sight, even though they have no presence in their house, and they sing a happy song. And something happens to the Grinch's heart, and it's best shown on the cartoon, which is why I like the cartoon. His heart grows. It grows very big. It grows so big that it breaks the shape of his heart that's in the cartoon. I'm reminded of this story of the Grinch who stole Christmas because of our gospel today, which talks about having a hard heart. And so I want to talk to us today about how we can have soft hearts. To illustrate this, I've asked a couple of people to help me with boxes. They have baskets in the back. If you'll get your baskets, please. They're going to come down the side aisles. Raise your hand if you're a kid, because they're going to pass to you. Very good. They're going to pass to you a little baggie of model magic. And if you, um, if you are older than 10, but you still want some, you can have some. Raise your hand so that they can do this as quickly as possible. Can someone help Taylor there so that it can go more quickly down the aisle? Now maybe you know something about model magic. It's a neat invention. It remains soft and pliable as long as it's being worked. But if it sits on the shelf and you don't touch it for a couple of days, it gets hard. And so we're going to talk about how to keep our hearts soft. While you kids are getting your model magic, I want to bring your adults' attention to a secret that you already know. To have a soft heart is to be accepting and forgiving. And this is harder than it sounds. Often in growing up, we practice denying certain aspects of ourselves, 
often in the hope that those aspects will go away. But there comes a time in our lives when we realize that it just doesn't work like that. To deny an unwanted part of ourselves only leaves its power unchecked and thus able to do destruction without us even knowing it. So if we want those parts of ourselves to lose their power, then we must accept them. But again, this is harder to do than it sounds. A recovering addict will tell you that the first step toward recovery is acknowledging and accepting the addiction. And so we too are challenged to acknowledge and accept those parts of ourselves that we don't really like. But perhaps this feels like a challenge because you have not heard Jesus' words to you. Jesus' words of acceptance and thus Jesus' words of forgiveness. My favorite verse in scripture, if I was to choose just one, would be the first verse in the 13th chapter of the Gospel of John. It says in John 13:1 that Jesus knew that his time in the world was coming to an end. And having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them till the end. Jesus loved his own who were in the world. He loved Peter, who was volatile and passionate. Whatever he felt, he felt it completely. He loved James and John, who were strategic thinkers, wondering how Jesus' ministry would play out and what their role would be in it. He loved Judas, who was ambivalent about Jesus' ability to bring about his new kingdom. He loved Thomas, who needed tangible evidence in order to feel confident. That's just five of the 12 disciples. He loved each of them as they were, and he loved them to the end. Each of us needs to know that Jesus accepts us as we are in our current state. And by allowing Jesus to accept us, we open our hearts to being transformed by his love. The transforming love forgives us for the wrongs we've done and frees us to accept and forgive others. And it's in this willingness to receive God's acceptance and forgiveness that our hearts are softened. To have a soft heart does open us up to the pain of others, but it also frees us to feel love and joy deeply. I think that when Jesus says in our gospel that it is to such as the children that the kingdom of God belongs, he's saying that because children have soft hearts and we need to become more like them by letting our hearts be softened. Our hearts are like model magic. When they are unattended to, they become hardened. So we are invited to allow God to work on our hearts through prayer. It is through prayer that God tends to us, softening our hearts, communicating his acceptance of us as we are, and forgiving us for not being who he knows we can be. 
whether it is a few minutes of reading scripture on a daily basis or simply sitting in silence allowing God to look at us, we need daily opportunities for God to work on our hearts. And as our hearts are softened, permitting ourselves to feel God's acceptance of us and forgiveness of us, we will find ourselves transformed. As our hearts are softened, permitting us to feel both the joy and the pain of life, we will discover that God will not let the pain overcome us, for he is with us always. Amen.